You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Are you a fan of Constance Hall? Constance is famous for, well, being a mum. Her swearing, real and raw posts on Facebook have resonated with mums. You'll often see a post of hers going around. I think the latest one is about sex. Um, They've basically made her an incredibly valuable commodity. These days on social media, we have what are called influencers. If you haven't heard this term, it's basically people other people love to follow. And then whoever's posting gets paid thousands of dollars for posting comments about products and that kind of thing. When it comes to the parenting world, where mums and dads put their family life on display, it can lead to all kinds of questions. Some of these questions are explored in a new book by Holly Wainwright called The Mummy Bloggers. Holly is also the head of entertainment at Mamma Mia's Women's Network. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. So I'm imagining that in your (laughs) career, you have met, followed and and just know a lot about mummy bloggers. Is that where you got your inspiration from? <laughs> well, like many people, like most of us, I followed quite a lot of mommy bloggers. And I do work online, of course I do, although I would never describe myself as a mommy blogger. Um, yes, I do. I work with quite a few mommy bloggers and I have done for years. And I mean, my um, perception of mommy blogging, as it's called, is A, that mommy bloggers hate being called mommy bloggers. <laughs> yes. And uh, there's a character in my book, which is a novel, it's not nonfiction. Uh, there's a character in my book who hates being called a mommy blogger. So there's definitely a nod to that. Um, is that people like to sort of belittle what they're doing, but in actual fact, it's become so important, that sort of connection and sharing that mommy bloggers are are doing. And that's why they've become so influential. And so, yes, I deal with mommy, I have dealt with mommy bloggers quite a lot in my job. But I think the inspiration for my novel came from just how to the heights that their fame has reached in recent years. So you were just talking about Constance Hall, who obviously in Australia is probably our most famous mummy blogger. But in America, I mean, they've been, um, mummy bloggers have been celebrities for a long time. And I just am fascinated by that idea of becoming famous for sharing all these details of your life and what that looks like as you, you know, everyday life is not that exciting. And how do you stay interesting? And how do you stay engaging? And once it becomes your business, what's the pressure there like? So that was really interesting to me. And I thought there has to be a good story there. Oh, well, there definitely was. And you've captured it for sure. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed reading this book, but it it did make me a little bit uncomfortable. Wow. Um, I know we all love a bit of voyeurism, and I do accept that this is fiction. It is. But the, what you can see in your book is what you're talking about there, as in, you know, how far do you have to go to make your life interesting and the impact and flow-on effect of those decisions to those around you who may not have wanted to be in the public eye so much. Um, do you think that there is a bit of a consequence to the um, sharing that happens in these forums? I think that what happens is that a lot of women start off, well, not not a lot of women, but I'm sure that very few of the mummy bloggers who are now big names probably ever imagined that was going to be the case. And it starts off sharing about your life online and you build this small community around you. And it actually is incredibly validating and empowering and lovely to know that there are all these people out there who are feeling the same way as you are, are saying to you, you're saying what I'm thinking. That was my day was like that too. It's like having a glass of wine with girlfriends. But then the problem comes, I think, is that when you get big, 
as has happened in real life and it also happens in my book to some women, is that then you're attracting a whole other level of attention and that's when the negative side of it comes. And I think it's very difficult and that's one of the things I tried to illustrate in the book is that all, there are three main characters in the book who are all bloggers of very different kinds. And their families have different relationships with what they're doing. Um, and one of the couples, the husband is very uncomfortable with it. He's He finds it, he he describes it as like a channel of negativity chugging into their house. And why do, why do you want everybody to know everything about us? And I think that's a big question you have to ask yourself. And most women I know who write online will have those conversations with their partners about how much are you comfortable of me sharing about our lives together. And I know a lot of women who have hard and fast rules. So they'll say, well, I can talk about my husband in a broad sense, but I'm never going to give his name and I'm never going to talk about private details about his life or our relationship. I think you have to set up your own parameters. And then, of course, the question about how much you share about your children is another whole ethical dilemma. <laughs> and that's, and I'm actually curious because both you and I write or work in a world where we do often write about things that involve our family mm. and our kids. And I have found that quite a difficult line to tread, like working out, is it okay to use them in this photo and do I use their names and that sort of thing. I mean, have you found your comfortable space with that? I think I have for now. Um, my children are seven and five, and I talk about them quite a lot on um, on my pod- on the podcast I do with Andrew Dado, This Glorious Mess, and also write about them quite a bit. And I do show their faces, not on my on, not on my public Facebook page, but certainly on my Instagram account and other places. But I'm careful to never share anything that I would deem upsetting or too intrusive. Like I I have a line in my head about what I would or wouldn't share. And I think I'm going to have to keep evaluating that line and moving it as they get older because, and I know women, a lot of women, I mean, Mia Friedman says this to me. She says, when they get to an age where suddenly they're saying, don't talk about me, Mm -hmm. you have to respect that. Of Mm -hmm. course, you'd be a You'd be a bad parent if you didn't respect that. If your child was saying to you, please don't talk about me and you kept doing it. Or if you were sharing really embarrassing or personal stories. But, you know, I also think that we have to evolve our thought, our thinking around this because we're all living online so much now that there's this theory that's often thrown out there that what if your child's future employer Googles them and sees a picture of them like naked in the paddling pool? Well, I'm like, well, so what if they do? Like, are they really going to go, I'm not going to hire you when you have all these qualifications because your mum once posted a picture of you eating an ice cream? Like, no. So I think that it's going to become so normal for everybody to have their lives online by the time our kids are older that, you know, I think all you can do is respect their wishes and try not to humiliate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the, the horse has bolted on that one for me anyway, <laughs> but I know better now. So um, I remember speaking with um, the eSafety Commissioner, Julian Inman-Grant, and they had this whole thing about sharenting where they advised parents to ask their kids, regardless of their age, mm. whether they are okay with you posting their photo or sharing their photo. And I'm wondering, would you would you consider doing that? I mean, I've done it with my daughter, which actually turned out to be a mistake because now she won't even let me share her photo with her wow. father. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you have to respect that. Damn yeah, it. I their, know. Damn it, their free will and that's outrageous. <laughs> Look, I, that's ter- I don't ask them. But I, I mean, my older child, Matilda, she is aware of the fact that I work online and that she's, you know, that I, but I don't use their pictures. As I say, I think I have a line in my head about I use their pictures to illustrate certain points, but I certainly don't do look at this ridiculous thing they're doing or how silly is this. Um, But I guess I wonder if they're really old enough yet to understand what it means. 
So maybe I'm just like willfully keep it, that. keep that on, <laughs> keep that up your sleeve. I reckon. But also, Holly. it's not a huge part of my thing. Like yeah. I, it wouldn't if I couldn't share pictures of my children online. I'm not a mommy blogger. It's not like my business would collapse or my career would collapse. And actually, a lot of bloggers don't. I mean, a lot of bloggers have their own rules about that. They give their children code names. They use pictures of the back of their heads. I mean, it's not like every... I think that, as I say, the term mummy blogger has this almost negative connotation that these women are just putting everything out there. And, you know, some of them are, but there are also lots and lots of women who are writing online who are very respectful of their children's privacy, their partner's privacy. And uh, and obviously what we all have to do is curate what we're happy for people to know about us and what we're not. And that's the other thing that inspired the book is I was thinking that how, and I'm, and again, this, I'm not saying this happens. It's it, the book is fiction, but it's that how do you, dis- if you decide, oh, my life is quite dull at the moment, what, who's to say that everything we're reading out there is true? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could make my life sound much more interesting. And we all know that whether you're a blogger or just an ordinary Joe, we curate our feeds ourselves, don't we? Like, Here's me having a wonderful weekend and we don't show the picture of the kid throwing the tantrum or, you know, whatever it is. So we all lie online a little bit. Mm. And I guess the idea of my book was taking that, turning it up to 11 and uh, really seeing what what might happen. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot does happen. Uh, You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Holly Wainwright. She's the author of The Mummy Bloggers. She's also head of entertainment at the Mamma Mia Women's Network. Um, One person, I was reading the online reviews on The Mummy Bloggers, and someone had written, I could relate to all the characters and kept swinging my feelings towards them as I learnt more about them. And it completely summed up how I felt. So the whole way through, as you mentioned, you've got three characters. They're three very different types of bloggers. They make very different choices. But throughout the book, I kept going, I mean, I don't know who to hate. And even the most (laughs) evil character, Elle, there were times when I felt really sorry for her Mm -hmm. and understood where she's coming from. I mean, were you, was that what you were trying to do? Yes. I mean, I, um, I didn't want it to be goodies and baddies, even though there is a clear Yes. Baddie, in in a way, in this book, there is a character who is harder to sympathise with than the others and who does some quite terrible things. Um, but they all kind of do terrible things in a way, um, to different degrees. But I, I definitely didn't want it to be that one-dimensional. And I wanted you to try and understand the motivations and why people are trying to get... And the three of them have quite different motivations for why they want their blogs to do well or why they want to win this award because they're all nominated for the same award. But they take very different tacks to get there. But I didn't want it to be that cut and dried. And I wanted, you know, there's a couple in there, there's a, a marriage breakdown. And I didn't want even that to be that cut and dried. I wanted it to be to show that life is complicated because it is. You know, yeah. And it, we know. it is such a good read. Holly, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. That's Holly Wainwright. She's the author of The Mummy Bloggers, and it's out now in all good bookstores. So go and have a look for it. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.